Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got more from our interview with Kevin McCarthy. Number two, Republicans spending big against Sean Patrick Maloney in New York. And number three, a look around the campaign ad landscape. All right, let's get into it. It is just me this morning. We are three weeks until Election Day. We're going to focus again today on our recent discussions with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy over what governing would look like in a potential GOP majority. Of course, a lot of folks are trying to game that out um, as we consider a potentially new Washington where it's not controlled completely by Democrats, but potentially uh, the House is controlled by Republicans, maybe even the Senate, but we're obviously focusing on the House right now. So let's get into it. Number one, the debt limit. This is probably the most sensitive item House Republicans are going to have to deal with uh, in a new majority. It's the nation's statutory borrowing cap, and it's going to be needed to be lifted at some point in 2023, probably during the second half of the year. And as many of you all will remember, the debt limit was really one of those bruising battles of the Obama presidency under then-Speaker John Boehner. The U.S. government's credit rating was downgraded for the first time ever following that 2011 debacle. But... Wait for it. GOP lawmakers apparently are ready to try again in order to force, quote unquote, structural changes to popular programs, including Social Security and Medicare. What could go wrong? McCarthy signaled that Republicans would again hold the debt limit hostage for unrelated policy changes. Now, of course, uh, we reminded McCarthy that he didn't pitch these debt limit battles during the Trump era, and the GOP ran up trillions of dollars in new debt. Republicans only do hold the borrowing cap hostage when Democrats are in the White House. McCarthy countered that President Joe Biden and congressional Democrats have spent too much money. The big question is McCarthy going to try to reform entitlements as part of the debt ceiling debate? He told us he wouldn't, quote-unquote, predetermine anything. The good news for the global economy and the Biden White House is that McCarthy told us that he does believe the debt ceiling needs to be lifted. Of course, the big question is going to be, how did the two sides get there? McCarthy also said that he doesn't want a funding fight early in his tenure. Quote, people are going to want to see us accomplish things, McCarthy told us. We don't want to get bogged down. Another issue that is going to be really key for the Biden White House, Ukraine aid. McCarthy previewed that any request for more Ukraine aid would be more difficult in a House GOP majority. This is something that we have sensed uh, from our conversations with rank-and-file Republicans during the last few months and also talking to Republicans who are expected to win in some of the more conservative districts. The United States has already spent more than $60 billion on economic aid and military aid since the Russian invasion of Ukraine in February. So this is going to be one thing to watch, especially at the end of the year, um, when you look at what exactly 
you know, is, is that final funding package going to look and that look like Th- these kinds of comments are really going to push the Biden administration to try and get a much larger package for a full year of Ukraine aid during the lame duck should Republicans win control of either chamber on Election Day. And honestly, McCarthy may privately welcome this and taking Ukraine funding off the table. On COVID aid, McCarthy said he would be opposed to any additional requests. Immigration, huge issue for businesses, big and small. McCarthy is taking a very hard line on immigration policy. The California Republican is opposed to trading a pathway to citizenship or DACA for increased border security. This is the traditional trait that both parties have envisioned for years. Uh, I feel like we've said this on this podcast many times, but Republicans and Democrats could not be further from any sort of compromise when it comes to uh, immigration. And this kind of hawkishness that you're hearing from McCarthy here, uh, that you can't tie borders with anything else, that it needs to just be a border security package at this point, could prompt outside groups to push for an immigration deal in a lame duck. Of course, this is something that they have already been you know, seriously increasing their lobbying on because of recent court uh, decisions. I do think I can speak for Jake here, even though he is not on the podcast this morning, that this would be a long shot at best in the lame duck. There is going to be a short amount of time and a lot of things uh, that Republicans and Democrats are going to want to get done here and trying to push for some kind of large-scale immigration proposal. Uh, Very, very difficult to do given the current dynamics. Uh, let's talk about the ban on stock trading. McCarthy said Republicans would draft their own own measure to ban stock trading by members of Congress. He said he's opposed to the Democrats' proposal on this issue. McCarthy also said, uh, and this is something to hold him to, he wouldn't buy stocks if he becomes speaker. According to his most recent financial disclosure report, McCarthy owns no individual stocks, only mutual funds. And uh, a couple other interesting things here. Term limits for top committee members. McCarthy said he hasn't decided whether to push for term limits of committee chairs and ranking members as part of the House rules for next year. Of course, um, McCarthy has favored doing so in the past. We reported on this in April. Republicans already have term limits on the top lawmaker on each committee and Democrats don't. Um, This is something that has divided his own conference in terms of whether or not Republicans should be policing Democrats here and that honestly it could be privately welcomed by a lot of Democrats who are frustrated by the fact that they're the way that their seniority rules are working. Um, the other interesting point here to make on this long McCarthy kind of back and forth that we have uh, leading this morning's newsletter out of a series of interviews that Jake did uh, last week is the motion to vacate. McCarthy said he is not in favor of weakening the motion to vacate. That is the process by which the House could remove the Speaker. As of now, only the party leaders on both sides can offer a motion to remove the Speaker. Here's what he said. I just think it should be a high threshold. People have to be able to govern. We'll see if the right pushes McCarthy on this, but McCarthy doesn't seem like he's open to being held hostage like his predecessors John Boehner and Paul Ryan were when it came to uh, the motion to vacate. 
All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. We've got some news. The House Republican Super PAC is putting another $4 million against DCCC Chair Sean Patrick Maloney. Wowzer, that is a lot of money in the closing weeks of the 2022 campaign. The Congressional Leadership Fund is spending that $4 million on New York City Broadcast TV. It's their most aggressive effort thus far in trying to pick off the the DCCC chair. This buy is 2,000 gross ratings points during the last three weeks of the race. The new ad buy comes on top of $2 million that CLF, the House GOP Alliance Super PAC, has already reserved in cable buys in this district, meaning SPM, as he's known, is facing a $6 million ad blitz among the toughest facing any Democrat across the country. Due to New York State losing a seat following redistricting, SPM shifted districts, as we have talked a ton about kind of the the machinations and the internal politics uh, of this fact that SPM shifted districts to the new 17th district. He defeated fellow Democratic Representative Mondaire Jones in the primary, which has angered some progressives. And now he's facing a tough challenge from New York State Assemblymember and GOP consultant Michael Lawler. CLF has told allies that its internal polling has Maloney's race against Lawler within the margin of error. Uh, Maloney insists that Republicans are just wasting their money and that he's going to win Certainly a race to continue to watch. All right, let's go on to the number three story of the morning. Let's look around the campaign ad ecosystem. Obviously, three weeks until Election Day, things are continuing to heat up. The RNC is launching a nationwide tour to drum up support for Republican candidates. This tour is going to include RNC Chair Ronna McDaniel, NRSC Chair Rick Scott, and RCC Chair Tom Emmer. McDaniel and Scott will be in Tampa and near Miami today. They'll also be going to Georgia and North Carolina Thursday. On the ad front, Representative Eric Swalwell, the Democrat from California, running a new ad, which has a woman getting arrested in front of her family for having an abortion. We've got a ton more ads here this morning that we are detailing. Really encourage everyone to check them out because it just shows kind of where the sentiment is and where Democrats as well as Republicans feel like there might be some openings in kind of making that closing statement. Uh, A lot of Democrats in these close toss-up races um, focusing on standing up for women's health care. Um, you know, you that includes uh, some interesting things uh, re- regarding right now. Also, the D-Trip running two new ads in support of frontline Democratic Representative Johanna Hayes. She's in uh, Connecticut and running a spot right now. The D-Trip is on her work allowing Medicare to negotiate lowered prescription drug prices while also criticizing Republican her Republican opponent's stance on abortion rights. So that's kind of that two for hit that Democrats have been making in their closing arguments to voters. One quick reminder before we let you go, you can join us tomorrow morning on the live stream. We are full in, in terms of in-person RSVPs for my conversation with Senator Marsha Blackburn, the Republican from Tennessee, 
We're going to be doing, talking news of the day as well as mobile technology security and app store legislation, a very controversial issue uh, that has divided Democrats and Republicans about the best way to police big tech uh, and to force more competition. We're going to get a, uh, the sense from her about where things stand there. going to be a very interesting conversation. And with that, thanks so much for listening. Please leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.